0: Let's get hyped. That so was a very muted uh, let's get hyped because I've been informed every time I do it now I ruin our sound system. So uh, apparently I talk too loud and I yell into the microphone too much and it ruins the, the rest of the podcast. I'm Mike Schaefer joined by Michael Bruns, Brian Christopherson, another edition of the Husker Hypecast. Nebraska plays Minnesota this weekend up in Minnesota where the weather will be just terrific if you're in the press box. It's good dilly dilly bar weather. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Is Dilly Bar Dan? Is he still around or did he did he go out with the Clays administration? Was he the one that was eating them on the sidelines mm-hmm. when it was just freezing?
1: Yeah, Dilly Bar Dan.
0: Yeah. I didn't
2: know that was his name. Is he <laughs> gone, Do you know? <laughs> I I don't know. You're a Minnesota sports fan? I'm a Vi- Vikings and a Twins fan. I got to make that clear cuz this week I had a Twins baseball shirt on at the press conference and someone called me out cuz they... Saw the Minnesota. That was supporting my Twins boys, though. Two guys? Yeah.
0: Uh, it'd be tough to be called out about the Twins, you know. Yeah.
2: Let's let's just move on to this game.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, we can, we can do that. All right. Well, Nebraska takes on Minnesota this weekend. Nebraska 4-2, Minnesota 5-0. The Gophers have stumbled through several wins, but have maybe caught their footing a little bit in Big Ten play. They They beat up Purdue pretty good, though the final score was maybe closer than what the actual game was. And then they took Illinois uh, to task with, I think, a 40-17 to 17 win. So, Gophers trending in the right direction. Nebraska wallowed through its win against Northwestern, but it got a win. Uh, it struggled in its other Big Ten win against Illinois as well, and then obviously everyone knows about the Ohio State game. You look at these two teams, Brian, let's start for Nebraska on offense. Weird week. You may have your starting quarterback, you may not.
2: How much will that matter in Minnesota on Saturday? Uh, I I mean I think it matters. I still believe there's a gap between Adrian and the other guys until that's proven to me otherwise. Um, if it's Noah Vedral though, and a combination of him and McCaffrey, I'm kind of uh, an open book on on those guys. It's like let's just let's see what he's got. That's where I'm at right now with Noah Vedral. It's not like I have a strong opinion one way or the other. I do think the positive is this staff. Has been around him three years, two and a half years, so they know what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are, and I do think Noah was right in what we've seen of him in that he's a decisive kid. He's very confident, like even when he gets in front of the podium, you know, in front of us, he's he uh, he looks the he sounds the part, and I think he's going to make quick decisions out there and trust himself. So that's that's good, but he needs a running game to help him, and he needs some decent snaps to help him. And uh, that's a a worry. Cam Juergen snapping the ball on the money is going to be a storyline until it's not, and that has to happen.
0: Brunts, when you look at this uh, game for Nebraska's offense, how do you think that they can get the running game going on Saturday?
1: Well, I mean, it's – I think you're probably going to have to go a little bit of the – the, the I-formation stuff, I think you're going to have to scheme it up a little bit to try to get uh, some guys free in space. I mean, I you know, we're, we're six, seven games into this season, and, you know, at what point is Nebraska just kind of Nebraska? You know what I mean? Like, it's, at this point, it's kind of like you are who you are, and I, and I don't I don't think it's ever going to be particularly pretty um, with the run game. I mean, I, I think you're going to need Maurice Washington to play – if not a full game, you know, give you more than a quarter, two quarters of uh, running the ball. You know, Mills is going to have to have a big game. So I, I don't know. I don't think there's a real easy answer. Um, it's, it's just one of those games where Nebraska's offensive line is really going to have to to show up and, and really kind of play uh, big boy football, and especially if the weather ends up being as bad as people say it's going to be, you're going to have to be able to not only run the ball, uh, but but not turn it over uh, and fumble it away, too.
0: So I, I think when you look at Nebraska's best shot offensively against Minnesota, last year they won a lot of battles by being able to get to the edge, by having sort of almost better athletes in terms of space than what Minnesota's defense could cover. And Devino Zigbo had a lot of success with some of those runs. I think when I watch Minnesota play this year a couple times, when teams have had success, they've been able to get to the corners of the field. You have to be able to block that. They, they need their edge blocking to be on point on Saturday. They need Maurice Washington to be focused and charged up and ready to go because I think he's a real difference maker in this game. If you get Colorado Maurice, as Brian said on the, uh, the podcast on Wednesday, Nebraska's got a chance regardless of who's at quarterback because Minnesota doesn't have an answer for what Maurice Washington can do on the edges of this field if Nebraska's able to game plan it right and block it correctly. I mean, he's just a tremendous athlete. And the same goes for Wandale Robinson, though I, I think that the way that those two are utilized um, is a little bit different. Uh, and, and I just think that it's more important that they get Maurice Washington – back to what he was doing against Colorado, or even northern Illinois, where he only had a handful of snaps, but he was so dangerous on those home run plays. I mean, because if you can do that, then you get some consistency with Wandale, and you're going up the middle with with Dedrick Mills. You're attacking him in all directions. You can't defend everything. And so I, I think that it's really important Saturday that they can get Maurice Washington going, that he's focused, that he's in the game, that he's not, you know, his head isn't somewhere else or he's not upset about anything else. Uh, because I really think they have to win those battles on the edges of the field. And they're going to need good wide receiver blocking to do it, and they haven't had that a ton this year either. Um, so then you throw in in the passing game, which we haven't gotten into a ton, uh, question marks about J.D. Spillman's status. Nebraska doesn't really have a second wide receiver beyond him. I guess Wandale when he's not playing running back. Uh, so they they're going to need
2: – to To be able to make some plays in the passing game to keep Minnesota honest, too, explosives to probably be the difference over Northwestern, and I think that ended up basically being true when you think about Wandale's, you know, forty-two-yard touchdown run and then the big play at the end and the shovel pass. Um, that kind of kept Nebraska's head above water. Whether people like it or not, this is a boomer bust type of offense, and so when you're talking about Maurice, I also think he's like the the, the key the ultimate key for Nebraska because I think it could get ugly at times but if you can have Maurice and Wandale be those guys who give you four or five plays total where it's it's a big one um, that's going to keep Nebraska in this thing to the end
0: yeah I I think when you switch to the other side of the ball Nebraska's defense is going to have its hands full and trying to stop Minnesota's rushing attack and then they've got a NFL caliber wide receiver, a couple of them potentially, Uh, and one in in Tyler Johnson that he had a good game against Nebraska last year. Uh, Tanner Morgan isn't a star at quarterback, but he can be efficient, and he can be dangerous with his legs too, and that's something that Northwestern keyed in on in the second half of this pass game where they had that drive where they just ran quarterback zone reads all the way down the field until Nebraska changed up its – kind of its coverage on the play a little bit. So uh, I'm curious, when you look at this thing from a defensive perspective, what is the biggest thing Nebraska has to do on Saturday?
1: It's a, I think oh, cutting down big plays in the passing game is going to be key. I mean, you look at Morgan this year, 70% of his passes he's completing for twelve fifty, thirteen 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, you mentioned the wide receivers and and, and Johnst- Johnson in particular, uh, Rashad Bateman. Um, you know the the running game with Minnesota is interesting. They went for three thirty two last week against Illinois. Four previous games before that, they rushed for ninety two yards against Purdue, ninety three against Georgia Southern, one forty six in overtime against Fresno State, and one thirty two against South Dakota State. So. You know, Nebraska had similar success against Illinois. Um I I'll be curious to see you know if Nebraska can make them at least one dimensional or close to it by kind of keeping that running game in check. I think they've got a chance. So that's probably the big one for me. I was I was kind of the same way where I was like, Oh, holy crap, they went for three thirty two against Illinois and then, you know, you see they you know, had ninety three yards on forty eight carries uh against Georgia Southern. I think they're averaging less than three yards a carry. Uh, until that Illinois game, so that I mean that's something that they've got to be able to do is they've got to be able to move the ball against Nebraska on the ground.
2: So we can all agree, Lovey Smith's defense really sucks. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been tough sledding for that Illinois Illini defense. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so boring and cliche to say stop the run first, but that's it because what Minnesota will do is they'll suck Nebraska in if they get that going a little bit, and that's when they're going to hit on that like 55 yard pass play you know over the top and i think the other thing to watch in this game are the minnesota's tight ends are big boys darian daniels on monday was the first thing he told us he said you watch those guys that makes it tough uh going against them as a run offense because those guys are like having basically two extra offensive linemen out there and you guys also know having watched nebraska minnesota games in the past minnesota's one of those teams they'll get that tight end passing game going a little bit sometimes um, I don't, I don't know if they'll be a huge part of it, but they'll, they'll get you at a, the worst possible time with a tight end, and so Nebraska's linebackers have to play really well. They have to obviously be good with their run fits, but they also, you know, they have to be able to cover in space and do all those little detail items very good.
1: I'm curious. So, knowing that you've got these big tight ends out there, what I mean, how much are we going to see JoJo Doman on the outside? Because I. I he would be fantastic in coverage on those guys, but, you know, is he going to be able to hold the edge and, and play run support uh, against those guys? That, that's kind of going to be yeah. an interesting chess match to see how Nebraska does uh, with that outside linebacker rotation because you, you feel a hell of a lot better with Jojo Doman covering those guys than, say, Alex Davis, who you would, you know, expect to be in there a little bit more against
2: run-heavy uh, mm-hmm. type,
1: type formations.
2: And Dismute has to play really well. Uh, Mark DeSpuke will be like a imp- very important guy in this game. This is, a, I think,
0: kind of an important game for him in the sense that, if you remember 2017, mm-hmm. he struggled a lot uh, in that Minnesota game. They isolated, felt like him coming downhill a lot, and he's going to have to play downhill again um, in this game. He had one
2: of his better games as a Husker, though, last week, so yep. that's encouraging.
0: I To me, a big thing Nebraska has to do is they have to make Morgan... Beat them with good throws. Like they can't give him, you know, a ton of open, easy throws. If they're able to play in good coverage, they force him, you know, if you get beat by Tyler Johnson because he makes a tough catch, that's going to happen. But if you get beat by Tyler Johnson because you got lost or your eyes were in a bad spot or something along those lines, Tanner Morgan can make those throws. He can be efficient. He can move the ball that way. But if you you make him beat you with tough throws, and I think Nebraska's secondary is capable of doing that, even with as talented as Minnesota's receiving group is, it's harder for them to move the ball. I I think he is kind of risk-averse at times when he plays. And if you're close, if if Lamar Jackson is able to stay close to Tyler Johnson, probably not going to force the issue a whole lot. And so it's going to be a big game for Boodle and and Lamar Jackson. Nebraska's defense versus Minnesota's offense, I think is just kind of fascinating. All the different little battles that are going to be happening in that game that's going to determine what P.J. Fleck can actually do to move the ball down the field. And Nebraska has to win a lot of those, uh, or Minnesota can put up points on them. And I don't think Nebraska can play in a game that involves a lot of uh, scoring because I just don't think their offense is going to, to get them. You know, 24 feels like a stretch for me at this point.
2: Yeah, this is a grinder game.
0: Yeah. Are we uh, are we ready for prediction time? Yes. All right. Well, Brunt's got a smirk on his He's face. It. He must have thought of his favorite line from We Are Marshall.
1: Strain, uh, we're doing the
0: oddly specific oddly predictions, predictions. And then pick the click and then this, the score This guy's
1: got one. I'm going to predict <laughs> a late field goal made by Nebraska in the second half of I'll say 30 yards or more. That's not a big prediction. Uh, But given the weather conditions, the fact that uh, it's probably going to be pretty windy, I'm going to say a a made field goal late of 30 yards or more by a kicker not named Lane McCallum. Oh. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Is he from Hmm. a city in Nebraska? Potentially. Is that because
0: Lane McCallum is also unable to go?
1: I don't know. We'll see who does the kickering this week.
0: Oh. Fascinating. Are you do you want to follow that up or do you want me to? You you can go. I think that Nebraska, for the first time in two games, goes over a hundred yards of rushing with a single running back on Saturday. Diedrich, And that single running back will be Diedrich Mills. I think actually that they ride a lot of Diedrich Mills and a lot of uh under center sets this weekend. Ooh. We see fullback? Diedrich Mills at fullback, sure. Huh. Diedrich Mills at back. What percentage of that? Diedrich Mills left. Diedrich Mills right. Diedrich Mills down the middle. You want to get really, get,
1: let your hair down a little bit and say He has what, four what? carries as a
0: fullback hey, on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> like oh, like oddly <laughs> specific prediction becomes
2: oddly specific nine predictions. <laughs> All right, follow that up. Well, Austin Allen, no. <laughs> um, okay. I swear
1: he, he'd come up number, numerous times. Yeah,
2: I'm not going to say Austin Allen. Okay, that's fine. I, I think it's going to be tough for Nebraska's offense. I really do. But I think there's going to be one moment of uh, where there's a shining light where Mike Williams. Whoa. I'm just using Mike Williams sort of as the example of anybody. Not name Wandale Dale Robinson or J D. Spielman catching a pass of significant merit. Okay, and so Mike Williams is going to be the face of that idea, and I'm going to say he makes a play that's over 35 yards, like you know, one of those plays where they he, he just kind of gets open, loose, and you're like, what? You, you know, we're all like tweet. Everybody has to tweet about it, like Mike Williams sighting, you know, and so that that's that's my bold. You, you got to get the field glasses out. <laughs> yeah. Down there and see, was, that it's actually, was that Mike we're like, Williams? we like, yeah.
0: All right, we're into the pick-to-click. Do you want Mike Williams as your pick-to-click? No, no, no.
2: I don't think I Uh, will go
0: there. I'll start to give you a little more time. Just as I said, Dedrick Mills is going over 100, or for more than 100, which is, I think, the grammatically correct way to say it. Uh, I'll take Mills as my pick-to-click. I think he has a touchdown as well on Saturday.
2: I've never been clear on this. Is the pick-to-click, are we saying that that's a person who is just – he's going to excel or are we saying it's a person who needs to excel uh i think it's someone that you
0: think is going to excel okay yeah. okay go ahead browns
2: uh i will go
0: i'll
1: go on defense and i'm going to say that mark held this plays a second good game against minnesota uh, he's going to have to i'm expecting a very ugly big ten football game with at least Two punts inside of the opponent's forty-five yard line, so I'm going to go with Markel Dismuke uh, as my pick to click. Guy, kind of getting everything
2: settled back there and mm-hmm. lined up. I'll go with DiCaprio Boodle because I think, I think he's having a really good season. I think it's easy sometimes with cornerbacks to say, "Oh, I remember that play where he got beat against Illinois or something," you know. But that happens at the position, and when you think about it you're not hearing as much about him sometimes because teams just are not going his direction, which is the ultimate compliment. And so whether he's on named a lot on your television or not Saturday night, I think he could do maybe what he did to Colorado where he took Chenault kind of out of that game and made them have to find other guys, and maybe Minnesota will. But I think he could take one of those receivers out of the game. And Bateman least, or Johnson. Yeah, and at least then only one of the two can really – get you which they yep. still might. Yeah. But, but
0: I'll say boodle. All right. We're, it's, it's here. I don't think anybody came into the podcast today knowing exactly what direction they wanted to go with this thing. You coulda tease the hell out of your pick off air too. Yeah.
1: But but you didn't you didn't give up the goods. I'm yeah, curious well. to see which direction you're going to you, go.
0: I told you you'd hear it.
1: Okay. You want to go first?
0: You want me to go 1st Yeah. I can go first.
1: I'm I'm waiting right. with bated breath over here. I
0: took Minnesota to win the Big 10 West before the season. And it's I even took Minnesota it. to win this game. I'm taking Minnesota again on Saturday, 20 to 16. I just don't think Nebraska can do enough offensively, and I think it's a low-scoring, relatively close game with most of the action coming after halftime. Bronze.
1: I'm gonna go with Nebraska, but by uh, I was gonna actually I was gonna say 20 to 15. Um. <laughs> But I will say Nebraska 22, Minnesota 19. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not sold on Minnesota. So Minis- you're on the money line. Yeah, I'm not sold on Minnesota yet. Um, it feels a little too Nebraska 20, 2016-y for me. Um, we'll see if how they kind of do in November. But I, I think Nebraska finds a way to kind of keep this thing on the, on the road somehow. And uh, steals an important
2: Big Ten West win twenty
1: two nineteen Nebraska.
2: I'm glad Brunts picked Nebraska because I am picking Minnesota, um, but I also so I'm glad it's not a deal where all three of us picked Minnesota because I don't think it's that type of game. I th- I mean I think it could go either way, but I have too many concerns right now about the O line. What exactly the offense can rely on, especially on a thirty five degree day? You know where what what. Can they grind out a running game? I don't know. I don't trust it enough yet. I would like to see them do it and switch the narrative around here. Uh, but I'll say Minnesota thirty, Nebraska twenty-two.
0: All right. Well, there is your uh, there are your predictions. Two people went with Minnesota. There, Brunt's on the island. He likes Nebraska. It. Uh, <laughs> Love twenty two nineteen. Well, <laughs> that's in the, the com, context Jericho. of the game. Yeah, he likes Nebraska over Nebraska twenty sixteen. He says. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Well, I think Saturday is going to be very interesting, and I look forward to the third shift podcast because it's. I, I think it's going to be an ugly as hell game. I really do,
2: but if we are talking about a five and two Husker football team, oh, I think people, people will be, be very be happy. People be just so giddy yeah. during the bye week, and that is the opportunity. Well, out.
0: and here's the thing: if they're five and two, it means they cost Minnesota's run. Yeah. You know, they're five and zero, and you puff the chest out a little bit, and well, you finally played a real team, didn't you?
2: And as somebody who knows Minnesota sports, and you do, that's an area of the country where when things are going well. Usually it's the rug slips out from under him, so that could happen. All
0: right, well, we'll see if the rug slips out for uh, P.J. Fleck Mm. on Saturday. We'll be back with a third shift podcast. And then, of course, even during the bye week, we'll be bringing you a podcast effort from your friends at Husker 24-7.